Thank you for joining us for our second ever episode in the Saturday Morning Short Stack series. This week, we're bringing you a juicy bit from the Donner Party, and that was this week's episode. So if you haven't already, go ahead and listen to that, or you can listen to it after this. If you want to tell us what you think about that episode and this episode, you can find us on all social media. Well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the Good Old Days Pod. If you just search that Twitter where the Good OD Pod, send us a message, leave us a comment. We love to hear from you. Maggie and I found so much information on the Donner Party. I mean, if you go and Google it, you're going to find a whole lot as well. There's also quite a few other podcasts that have covered this topic. So we wanted to bring you something a little bit different, which is why we looked at some of the individual stories of members from this party and what they went through. I think it's easy to lump everyone into this one group and... I mean, the newspaper certainly did when they sensationalized it, this group of bloodthirsty cannibals. But there were over 80 people in this group, and every single person had a different experience. This is a clip of us talking about one of those people, James Reed. Now, oftentimes the Donner Party is referred to as the Donner Reed Party. It's because of this man, James Reed. He was one of the leaders. He joins up in the first instance with the Donners to start traveling this way. And it will be a big influence in why this group takes the Hastings cutoff that costs them so much precious time. Perhaps one of the most hated members of this group, James Reed, would actually come out the other end just fine. We're going to get into all the details right now. James Reed, before he joins the Donners in their their journey west, uh, James Reed was described as a true capitalist. He was a businessman, but unfortunately he fell on hard times. In December of 1845, his youngest son with wife Margaret, who also accompanies him on the trail, uh, he, he the, the youngest son dies. Um, James is in financial ruin by this point. Uh, in early 1846, courts had ruled against James in a $1,000 lawsuit, and his farm and property were about to be foreclosed on. Now, despite his financial woes, Reed still wore expensive suits and was perceived as a snob. So a lot of people didn't like him, especially like the working class uh, teamsters on the trail, uh, specifically a man named John Snyder. Uh, so James Reed, in addition to his fancy clothes, uh, he's going to he's gonna buy a, a double-decker wagon that was like the scorn of the entire wagon train, basically. It's like this double-decker... Uh, with a, a double decker with bunks on the top, it has a, uh, a wood burning stove in the back. It's weighed down by tons of supplies and clothes, and and so people, th- this thing needs to be double teamed a lot. People who were behind this wagon were just irritated as hell because it took it was so slow and going through these more difficult trails and things like that. So he was not popular, uh, but he was considered to be one of the leaders. Um. And interesting side note, uh, he served with Abraham Lincoln in the Black Hawk War, and there were rumors that Abe almost joined the Reeds and the Donners on this trip. But apparently because Mary Todd was pregnant, that's the only reason that Abe Lincoln and Mary Todd Lincoln didn't join the Donner Party. So fun fact, 
Abe Lincoln was almost a part of the Donner Party. Who knew? It's one of my favorite things about this whole story. I just find that so interesting. It's so random. But yeah, so imagine how different the United States would be if Abe and Mary Todd had ended up with the Donner Party. I don't either. I mean, he was he was pretty gangly. I don't think he would have been good food for the. No. <laughs> Sorry. No. no. <laughs> anyway. Mary All right. probably would so. have survived, though. She would have yeah, had PTSD probably. either way. Poor Mary. Like, she just. She wasn't, was a mess. Wasn't fated to do well in life. No. So I mentioned John Snyder. So John Snyder is one of the Teamsters. I think he was hired by the Graves family. John Snyder was super popular. Uh, and uh, Jasmine, why don't we talk about this little tryst, tryst, this little uh, 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 fight that breaks out between James Reed and John Snyder. Yeah. So like you said, Reed was really unpopular. A lot of the group blamed him for taking the Hastings cut off. So he was even less popular than when they started out because it was apparently his idea all along to do this. And he had actually talked to the other leaders of the group. It wasn't as clear cut as that. But anyway, he's the one who gets the blame. So after they get through, they're going along the Humboldt River and all of the oxen people, everyone's just exhausted despite even resting once they get through it and back onto the normal trail. And he comes across Snyder really whipping the Graves family ox hard and they're crying and it's just like a whole mess. And he rides up ahead on his horse basically to tell Snyder to cut it out because it's not going to help anyone. And you're just going to beating the oxen, stop beating the oxen to stop beating the oxen. It's not going to make them go any faster at this point. And Snyder really doesn't appreciate that. They exchange some really harsh words and well, Snyder hits him in the head with the oh yes yes yes. Snyder hits him, his, hits yeah. him in the head with his bullwhip. Um, that obviously doesn't go down well. There's some more harsh words, some more hitting. Margaret Reed apparently intervenes at some point and also gets hit in the head, and that's when Reeves, Reed pulls out his giant hunting knife and apparently stabs the guy. Now there are, in the chest. Hits the, hits a lung. Hits a lung, yes. There's even accounts that I've read that said that he was missing two ribs as a result of this stabbing. So it gets Jeez. gorier each story I read. So I don't really know what's true with that. But anyway, he it collapses his lung and he dies a few minutes later in the arms of his employer, which is Mr. Graves. And because a vast majority of the group didn't witness this. They think that Reed is a murderer. Also, they want to think he's a murderer because they don't really like him. They've just had to trek through really tough, rugged terrain because of him, at least in their, well, in and, their thought. And Snyder was popular. Yes. Snyder was popular. Reed was not. Everyone thought Reed was a, a rich snob. And so Keysburg. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Our, our friend Keysburg. He wants to hang <laughs> him by Keysburg. his um, axle. He he offers up his axle to hang the guy. And there's real like eye for eye justice. And the reason for this is there's no police out on the Oregon Trail or the California Trail where they are. There's no law and order. They would have to wait until they reach their destination to do anything about it. And they're not willing to do that. You can dispense quote unquote frontier justice while you're out on the trail. And so they get together a group and try and decide what to do. And it's important to note the other leaders of the group, the Donners and the Breen family, they were about a day and a half ahead. So they were not involved in this incident at all. 
Now, what the group decides after the pleading of Reed's family is to just exile him, which is basically a death sentence at this point. Just send him on his horse, no weapon, no food, no water. And lucky for him, some of his family and one of his teamsters sneaks out at night and rides ahead and gives him a gun and some crackers so he can essentially survive. And then he'll run into the Donner Party because, again, they're about a day and a half ahead of him. And he convinces them that he's going forward for supplies and will be back and actually picks up a person on his way and will make... Yeah, he saved somebody. Yeah, yeah. He saved someone. He made it. And... He makes it all the way to their destination relatively unscathed, but he makes it and will be one of the people to try and start rescue parties once the rest of his group has not made it. And of course, a big part of that group is his own family. And what's he doing in that time while he's essentially just waiting for the snow to clear? Uh, Well, uh, so I read that he stumbles out of the mountains half dead and terrifies the immigrants uh, who have landed at Sutter's Fort. And he attempts to uh, go back in the mountains to save his family because by that point, snow is starting to fall. uh, But unfortunately, he can't he can't make it through the pass. So he turns around, comes back. And this is at the exact moment that the Mexican-American War is is really getting underway. So there are not men, there are not horses to be had to be able to mount a rescue party that is required that would be sufficient to save 87 people in the mountains. So uh, James Reed is actually going to join the army and go fight the Mexicans for about four months until... Uh, I think San is it San Diego or Los Angeles Falls, Los Angeles Falls, and then at that point, um, James uh, James Reed gets a, a band of people together uh, and goes back into the mountains, and he's really just a day or two behind the first relief sent by Johnson. So uh, he actually, according to accounts, James Reed is. Uh, going through the pass and sees his wife and daughter in the snow and he you know falls to the ground thanking his lucky stars that his family survived um but yeah his entire family survived and that's his wife and what four children four children survive so yeah yeah it was pretty amazing and he had done some good because i know he got some criticism for essentially going off to fight while his family's starving in the mountain ranges but he's broke what else is he gonna do yeah what is he gonna do he gains land through this so when his family does come out they have a place to stay he gains favor so the people that are going with him are his you know buddies from the army that's how he gains a group to go out with him while it's still I mean, there's still snow on the ground. It was still a dangerous trek to go. Still winter. So it really did a lot of good for him to be in that position. And later on in his life, he does pretty well, like him and his family. I read that he ends up owning about 500 acres. He grows enough produce to trade with Hawaii, which was really interesting. (laughs) And he'll be the sheriff of Sonoma at one point and the chief of police in San Jose. He'll have... Um, he'll participate in the gold rush and be a real estate developer. So really, all around, James Reed probably fared the best out of the entire Donner Party. Thanks for listening, and don't forget if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout-out in our next episode. Bye, everyone!